common knowledge podcast just a man doing the best he can with what he got and today we're going to talk about free speech absolutist elon musk banning journalists from twitter we also going to talk about why y'all don't believe meg the stallion got shot in the foot but first president trump and this nft oh my god <laughs> so Last week, the former president, Trump, said he had a big announcement to make on his social media platform, Truth Social. And everybody was like, oh, my God, what could it be? Is this man going to give us some policy? Because keep in mind, this man is running for president right now. He announced his intentions to be the next president of the United States of America. The man is currently running for president. He said he had a big announcement to make. Like, yo, was it his vice president pick? Who's going to come to the White House with him? Was it policy changes? Nope. This man out here slanging NFTs, bro. Like, <laughs> this man legit out here slanging NFTs. It, like, bro, not even good NFTs, man. Like, NFTs that look like your little cousin photoshopped them. And put him out, dog. Like, it literally looks like dress-up time. You can get this man depicted as an astronaut, <laughs> a race car driver, <laughs> a cowboy, and a superhero. <laughs> you got a grown-ass man <laughs> playing pretend. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. <clears throat> I'm back. Not to mention the NFT boom is over, dog. Like, that's something you should have got on three years ago. When the crypto market crashed, it was pretty much over for NFTs because that influx of money from the crypto market allowed people to start spending a ridiculous amount of money on stupid-ish. It's not even real. And that's another thing. These trading cards aren't real. He keeps calling them trading cards. It's not anything you can trade about this. You basically pay him money, and you get a JPEG <laughs> on your computer. I mean, it's a little more technical than that, but that's basically what it is. You pay this man money, and he gives you a Photoshop picture. And the most disrespectful part about this is dude is charging $99 for these NFTs. $99 a pop. I asked my homie, how much you think these NFTs are going for? And he said $10. He was like flabbergasted when I told him the price was $99. As he should be, because that is way too much for these quote-unquote trading cards. And look, man, this is an insult. No matter how you slice it, this is an insult to the Republican Party, the GOP, or anybody who supports this guy. It's a damn near, whew, it's a slap in the face, dog. I wrote this on Facebook. I wrote, to all my Republican friends, I've been relatively quiet about your man's Trump, but come on. This is what dude gives you? This is what dude's been working on. Dude left Paul Wheeling in Russia. Ain't given no plan on how to fight inflation. No policies whatsoever, but he got time to slang y'all some NFTs. He's supposed to be running for president. And he wants folks in the economy like this to give him $100 for this crap. Only thing I can just come up with is dude think y'all suckers, man. Like, dead ass. Dude is trading on his celebrity to get money from y'all. 
and the money not even going to his re-election fund. This is pocket money for dude. Dude just getting money for himself, which makes me think that he looks at his constituency or the people supporting him. It's just marks, suckers, rubes, a quick come up, steak, food, a dead ass. Do you know the price of eggs in America has went up three times because the bird flu is back? Inflation is a goddamn problem. It's a lot of stuff this man could be talking about. He doesn't have to be slinging y'all NFTs. He could be defending his position on why he left Paul Willen in Russia so much. He could be saying who his new vice president pick gonna be. But he gave y'all NFTs. Like dead ass. No policy whatsoever. And it's a lot of policy points dude could be making. It's a lot of contrary things he could be doing. Right now, President Biden is trying to pay off student loans. And this dude trying to get $99 from you. A lot of this man's supporters are baby boomers and old people. Do you know what is a problem? And I'm finding this out from personal experience, like helping aging parents. The Medicare system, dude. The Medicare system is a tightrope and a clusterfuck. It's like you got to sign up for Medicare, then Medicare Part D, then Medicaid Part E. It's like so many parts of Medicare. I'm like, why isn't it all wrapped up in one? My dead ass, though. That's something he could be talking about. But he ain't. No, nothing, nothing about what he'll do to fix the economy. Right now, man, people out here hurting. And the sad part is most of his supporters, people who support him, are out here hurting. When you go to the deep south where people love Trump's dirty draws, man, look, inflation is killing them. But this is what dude wants them to do. Hey, man, take some of your hard-earned money and buy my NFT for $99. And one good thing about this, man, I'm glad that the mainstream media, which I hate that name, but the mainstream media didn't like really pick up on this. They talked about it and kind of made fun of it, but they didn't really just like press the issue anymore. And I'm glad they didn't, because if they did, basically what dude's going to do is leverage that attention and be like, look, guys, the mainstream media doesn't like me. So now you got to buy five of these cars just to stick it to the libs. And a lot of folks would have did that, dog. Like, this is just lame. If we're just being honest, though, this whole NFT thing, him dressed up like a like a race car driving an astronaut. What's next, a pirate? <laughs> Dude going dress to dress up as all the characters from YMCA, the village people? Going to have a Native American, a biker next? <laughs> a construction worker? <laughs> oh, man, like... This is what dude thinks of y'all, man. Like, if you a Trump supporter, and this ain't me saying it. This is this guy saying it. He's running for president. Only thing that man's been telling you is, yo, the elections were fake. I'm the real president. And now he has a chance to give you guys something with substance. And only thing he can think of is, hey, man, buy these cars for $99. And to be honest, he's acting like a dude who ain't got no money. Like, dead ass. This is like, the move of somebody who's trying to have a real quick come up. Like you need some money. Like somebody who's trying to leverage their celebrity to get some money real quick. Cause he ain't got none. That, that's how it looks. It could, just totally could be like a misstep and like Trump is rolling in the dough, but a move like this looks like a guy who's trying to stack up some money real quick. Cause he ain't got none. This is real shopping network. Like, 
Like when you see uh, the old Star Trek characters like George Takai and other guys, like the incense coming on there, hey, <laughs> get this collectible Star Trek such and such for the price of $99. And here's George Takai to tell you why. Like George Takai trying to get that quick check real quick because them acting jobs ain't coming in like they used to. That's what this looks like, dude. This looks like a guy who's just trying to get some money real quick, which goes back to my, my original point about Trump not running for president. Bro, this is like a man who ain't running for president. This is like a dude who's just trying to get some money real quick. This is not the move of somebody who wants to be taken seriously. It is not. I don't care what you say, dog. This ain't what a dude who wants to be taken seriously does. This is not presidential. But to be honest, why would he start being presidential now? Because all during his presidency, he was making money off the government. Like literally leveraging his power to make money for his private company, which goes back to the original sin. We should have made dude de-invest from all of his private companies, put in the blind trust, but we did not do that. So that why, that's why when you have a goddamn diplomatic meeting or a UN, Trump like, you know what we're going to have it at? Hey, my golf course, right? Because dude didn't de-invest, right? That's the man whole MO. He had folks staying at his hotel in Washington. Giving his company money. He had the military stay at his hotels and his golf course in Ireland. Like, this is due MO. He's just all about that money and griffing the American people. Like, any way this man can make a buck, he is going to do it. The problem is now he's not the president. He doesn't have those levers. So he's just trying to find any way now to get extra money. And the instant mark is the people that are supporting him. Now, here's the thing. You can tell me about like Obama getting that Netflix job or former President Bush the second and his painting and him selling his paintings or even like uh, the Clinton Foundation. You can tell me about that. But the difference between this is they weren't running for president. They were done with the presidency when they took that money. Like if dude was totally done with the presidency and he was out here slinging NFTs. All right, cool. It is what it is, man. You got a right to have all these business ventures you want. But you can't be doing that while you're running for president. It's a lot more important stuff you need to be talking about. And that's why I said, dude, ain't running for president. It's obvious, bro. Like, yo, I was right. <laughs> he's not running for president. This has to be a move to keep him out of trouble. This has to be a move he's doing because he doesn't want to have accountability for all the shit he's getting caught up in. I.e. the January the 6th insurrection, which looks more and more every day that dude ordered. He's trying to get away from that. So he's running for president for cover for that. But like I said in the beginning, dog, like at the end of his presidency, he didn't look, he should have been a kingmaker. That was his natural position. He could have did more for the Republican Party as being a guy who was a kingmaker. But honestly, that ain't looking too good, too, because all the candidates he chose for this midterm election cycle lost. Just just terrible. Right. But that was always his power being a kingmaker. And that didn't work out. But, like, seriously, man, this ain't a good look for anybody running from the pre for the presidency, which a total misstep. Like, anybody could have saw this and been like, hey, this is a tone-deaf misstep, which begs the question, then why did Trump do it when anybody could tell that this is a misstep? Even Republicans are like, yo, bro, like, ardent supporters are like, no. Matter of fact, I got a homie. That was a Trump supporter. Notice I said was. He got off the train when he saw this NFT thing. 
He's like, mm-mm, dog, I can't support this guy now with the NFT. So why did Trump do this? And the only thing I could think of is Trump ain't got no friends, dog. Like, dead ass. I ain't talking about, like, yes, man, but he ain't got no A1 from day one to tell him, hey, bro, this shit's stupid. Because a real friend... <laughs> A real friend would have looked at this idea and been like, yo, bruh, maybe not right now. You're coming off super tone deaf and these don't even look fine. Like dead ass. How many of y'all think that most of Trump supporters who tend to skew older, baby boomer-ish, really know what the hell a non-fungible token is? I think they do not. Like, I know people in my family who voted for Trump. And I know for a fact they don't know what a non-fungible token is. I just know that, dog. This is just a way for dude to get money, dog. This is, hey, man, give me money. I need money. You can do it. But, hey, man, if you want to go buy the Trump NFT, cool. Go for it. But just know at this point, man, <laughs> dude is taking y'all for rubes. And I want to point out, I'm not anti-Republican. Like, dead ass. There are a lot of good Republicans out here with some good ideas. I'm just saying, this guy ain't one of them. Don't, don't let dude do y'all like this, man. Seriously. Don't give this man another red cent until he at least come up with some policy. But I'm pretty sure the policy he's coming up with is, hey, how can y'all give me some more money? <laughs> DJ L. Spade here asking you to humbly take the time out your busy day and listen to my new single, Lost Boys. And while you're at it, why not listen to some other fine music produced by your boy DJ L Spade on every DSP? Appreciate it, guys. Peace. Elon Musk has just banned a bunch of journalists from Twitter. And to be honest, the reason why he suspended their account is kind of murky. But he says it was because of safety issues, which I'm not sure I'm believing. He did eventually reinstate him. Free speech absolutist. And yo, what, what is a free speech absolutist? A free speech absolutist supposedly is a person who's down for free speech no matter what. You can say whatever you want to say. Can't be no consequences because once you don't have the freedom to say whatever you want to say with no consequences, the fabric of society breaks down. You can no longer have rational conversations and discussion oh my god and that's what elon musk was all about apparently until you start talking about him <laughs> when you talk about him you're critical about him or start giving information about him that's when freedom of speech is not absolute now here's the thing elon musk said that these journalists were doxing him and if you don't know what doxing is that is just basically giving out somebody's personal information and location. And most of the beef from this stems from Elon Musk getting his private jet tracked. And there's an account that's called Elon Jet that was tracking his uh, private jet. And let me just read some of the NBC stories so you can get a good idea what's going on. How is it legal to track someone's jet? It's a question that has emerged in light of Twitter's decision to ban accounts that track private planes, including Elon Jet. <laughs> The owner of Elon Jet account, Jack Sweeney, has previously said that all the information he's used to create the account is publicly available. Sweeney did not respond to a request for additional comment. 
Although the data used to operate the Elon Jet account and other similar accounts track, tracking celebrity planes is publicly accessible, experts note that there isn't a single government registry, registry of such data. Instead, it actually requires putting together separate pieces of information to create tracking accounts. Doing so raises privacy concerns. The tracking capabilities are possible thanks to a technology called Automatic Dependent Surveillance Broadcast, or ADS-B. It's like Global Positioning System Technologies, or GPS, but on steroids. Every three seconds, ADSB equipment on a plane sends out real-time data about not just the aircraft's location, but also its altitude and velocity and other critical elements of its journey. That has two main purposes. To avoid mid-air collisions, which is very important, <laughs> and to allow people on the ground to know where an airplane is at all times, which is also very, very crucial. For decades, aircraft traveling outside of radar view were exposed to long stretches over oceans, deserts, mountains, where no one knew where they were. Hey man, that sounds like the um, the plot of uh, what's it, uh, Castaway, where uh, the homie Tom Hanks was stuck on an island with Wilson. Yeah, it seems like they made this technology to stop that from happening, which is a damn damn good idea. Um, yeah. The issue reached a chilling turning point in 2014 when Malaysia Airlines Flight 370 disappeared from radar carrying 239 passengers and crew members over and over the sea. Oh, yeah, I remember that one. That was uh, that was a tragedy. ADSB technology is now mandated by the Federal Aviation Administration. And that's how everybody is tracking Elon Musk's private jet. I mean, should they be doing this? Uh, I, I don't know. But should Elon be banning accounts that are doing this? Uh, it depends on how you look at it, right? Like, like, first of all, let's just admit having a private jet is a flex, right? So you having a private jet and having like legit security concerns it kind of falls on deaf ears for me because here's the thing, right? Especially in Elon's case, you're visible anyway. Like you're tweeting where you're at and what you're doing. The private jet kind of seems like a nonsensical farce at this point. Plus, I don't think nobody's going to go on a tarmac and try to get Elon. But if there's legit concern for his family's safety, I can't knock him for doing that. However, I find it kind of ironic that the only journalists he banned were journalists that were critical about him and also shared the information about the account that followed Elon's private jet. So they weren't actually tweeting out the information. They were just telling a story, which goes back to the free speech argument. Journalists have a right to report on what considered to be news and somebody tracking Elon Musk jet is news. Also, Elon Musk claims to be a free speech absolutist, so you shouldn't have a problem with this. Or maybe you just admit that you're not a free speech absolutist. That was some bull. So, so technically, they're not doing anything illegal, right? 
they're using the information to find out what Elon Musk jets, and that's much like the paparazzi, right? Paparazzi scans for uh, scans the internet and looks at people's location on Instagram to find out where they're at, so they can come take pictures, right? That is a thing. That is legit a thing. So, uh, how much privacy am I expecting a public figure to give up? Is my question, right? And how much power should that public official have to stop me from doing stuff in public? You know what I'm saying? Like, most people don't agree with a paparazzi's job of stalking a famous person and getting pictures. Like, trying to find a picture of Kim Kardashian, and now you're stalking outside our home on the sidewalk, which is private property, so they can't really do anything. But you're just sitting there waiting to take a picture so you can sell it off. I mean, that's kind of sleazy. And that's kind of the same thing when it comes to this Elon Jet thing. But, but, they're not doing anything illegal. So let me point out, Elon Musk isn't doing anything illegal. As messed up as it is, Elon Musk had every right to suspend those journalists' Twitter accounts. He is the sole owner of Twitter and he can decide how he wants to run the site he bought. That is his decision. But he can no longer claim to be a free speech absolutist, which I told you guys it wasn't going to work out. Right? This is the in, this is the man's inexperience showing. Like, yo, you can be a genius. You can get electric vehicles running. Yeah, rah, rah, rah. You did PayPal. Uh-huh. You had money because your daddy had diamond mines and gem mines in South Africa that he plundered from the, all the uh, rightful owners in Africa. Cool. All that can be true. But he had no media expertise. He didn't know how this thing was going. So what you have now is Twitter being a failing company, being ran by a 51-year-old man child that's going through a midlife crisis. Which leads me to my even bigger point. Does the world even need Twitter though? Like, Elon Musk has shown himself not to be a good steward of Twitter. If Twitter just disappeared tomorrow, would you miss it? Would you? Because honestly, I, I wouldn't do. Like, the Twitterfication of news is a thing. Twitter has really screwed up news how we know it, right? Like, most Twitter refugees have found a place on, like, sites like Post or Mastodon. Like, I myself am on Post. I'm not on Twitter anymore. For various reasons that I told you guys in previous podcasts. Like, get out. The ship be sinking. You can't have all this turnaround, all this volatility at the top and not have like a cybersecurity breach coming soon. But I'm just telling you guys, get out now. So I don't screw up my Twitter clean. You ain't going to find nothing on there unless you go into the Wayback Machine and find some stuff. But I'm done posting stuff on Twitter. But in my opinion, Twitter pre-must was killing news as we knew it. Right? I, I mean... <laughs> First, Twitter never should have been positioned as a news platform. It was just a spot for everybody to hang out, if we're being honest. Like, it wasn't real news. Like, real news takes time. It takes resources. But with Twitter, the focus went from reporting accuracy to reporting speed. Speed, speed, speed. The story must be summarized in 120 characters. That leaves no room for nuance. Right? So like with the invention of Twitter, the titles and the title headings became the stories. Like 
if you see the title, that is the story now. Like nobody's taking time to read anything under the title caption. They're not. The caption is the story. I remember seeing a story on Twitter that said, uh, are avocados deadly? Now, if you clicked on the link and you read the story, the answer was no. <laughs> that was the answer. But then I saw a lot of people retweeting, man, avocados, don't eat them. They're deadly. Because they didn't read the story. The story was the headline, the title, right? <laughs> Which I guess you can contribute to the homie Rush Limbaugh, and that was his MO. Like, frame everything in a question so you have plausible deniability, right? But that's what Twitter gave us in the news world. It gave us Rush Limbaugh on steroids, right? And that's the main problem. Elon has sole control over everything, and it doesn't look good, especially when you're claiming to be a free speech absolutist. I guess that doesn't apply to you. So, look, man, I'm just saying leave Twitter alone, guys. I don't know why y'all still on there. And as a journalist, like, maybe y'all leaning on Twitter way too much. Way too much. Because Twitter ain't real life, though. Like, folks on Twitter are just a particular class of people. I'm not going to lie. Like, when you look at all the social media sites, the Twitter people tend to think of themselves as more elite. They do. I'm just going to be honest, guys. <laughs> It's like, well, this is the site for the news media. This is where we go to get our headlines. We don't go to those other trashy sites. Instagram, that's for the teeny boppers and Gen Z and TikTok. Oh, no, China owns that, so we can't go to TikTok and get our news. And Facebook for the old folks, the boomers now. Well, we just go to Twitter. And now what happens is you got the 51-year-old man child running and y'all don't know what to do. Maybe we should go back to what we did before Twitter. Not trying to like have stories out the second they happen, but maybe take a little bit more time and actually have some accuracy in these stories. If you look at like media now, dog, like, and I'm saying this as a man with dyslexia and ADHD, I know mistakes happen, but if you go to like these websites now and the stories, man, it's littered with typos and grammatical errors. And look, once again, when I write, there's a whole lot of grammatical errors and typos, but why do you have editors? <laughs> like seriously, what's the point of having an editor if you're still gonna have those typos? So when it comes to Elon Musk suspending these accounts, was it messed up? Mm-hmm, it was messed up, totally bogus, but he has a right to do it because Twitter is his. If you don't like it, do what I did. Get the hell off Twitter. Leave, because the ship be seeking anyway. Get out, leave. Let me tell you guys a story. I have been getting slack personally for some comments I've made on the Common Knowledge podcast during the Kyrie Irving fiasco and during the Kanye West debacle. I have gotten messages saying that I am not pro-black. I'm not sticking up for the black man. And I was kind of Uncle Tom and dancing soft shoe for the white man because I did not back any one of those guys initially. And I still don't back any one of those guys to this day. I stand by what I said on that podcast, but people came at me from the position like, yo, Marcus, why are you shooting at a black man like that? And not trying to see his side of the story, which I said many a times, what you mean and what you say are two different things. Now the, the Kanye West thing, I'm going to stand firm on that dude was just shooting the hell off and nobody should have ever been supporting that guy. R. Kelly, nobody ever should have been supporting that guy. But with Kyrie Irving, it is a little tricky because like 
it seemed like a man was trying to do something for his community, but just did it the wrong way. And it was riddled and wrapped up in a bunch of anti-Semitic BS that we can't let slide. And that's still my position. It's like, yo, I can understand your intent, but how you delivered it, mm-mm, terrible, my guy. Could not do it. And I'm the same way when it comes to like homophobia, Islamophobia, anti-Semitism, racism, all that. My position is the same. I'm not like switching up on that. Right? Now, this leads me to a post I made on the socials, which I didn't think was controversial. And let me just let me just read the post so y'all will know exactly what I said. And here it is. Let me just make this clear. If you supported Kyrie or Kanye and not supporting Megan, Megan the Stallion, that is, you don't care about the black community protecting black women or pro-black. Just shut the hell up and go work on yourself. A lot of folks are moms on this. Now, here's the thing. I thought this was going to be like the, yeah, he's right. Rah, rah. Let's go black community. Mm -mm. <laughs> that, that, that's not what happened. <laughs> uh, ooh. And you know what? I forgot to calculate in this whole post thing. It's that men just don't believe women, dog. That's just the case. Like, men do not believe anything women say. Women are always the bad guy. No matter what the situation is, it's always a woman's fault. And before y'all be like, Mary, you shouldn't have been super feminist guy. Now, let me just break it down to you, dog. Like, we got, like, years of history and years of programming to deprogram ourselves from this. Like, think about Tupac. Tupac <laughs> told us, hey, man, these hoes be lying in his song. And he had the rape charge. He was like, oh, no, they was lying. Uh, remember Mike Tyson? The whole situation with Mike Tyson. We thought Mike Tyson was innocent. And the woman was lying. Why? Because she went up to his hotel room at 2 a.m. And people's rationale was only one reason to go up to a man's room at 2 a.m. Yeah, but she doesn't want to have sex. That doesn't mean that Mike should be able to take it. Because <laughs> she went to her, his room at 2 a.m. Like, come on, dog. And I think it's good to point out that women are capable of lying. Right. There are situations where women lie on men for financial gain. But in this case, uh, I, I didn't see the need for financial gain. Megan Thee Stallion already had a budding career, had her own money. So I don't see like the, the principles of why she would lie. But that doesn't matter. Women in general are just liars. <laughs> they all are liars. We can't trust them. This is the type of stuff we're dealing with in the deep program. And I forgot to think about that when I made this post. Because folks was just literally shooting at me like, no, Megan is lying. And look, I actually read this story and been checking up on it. Now, I'm not going to say I have all the facts because the trial is going on right now. But I have been following this story. So let me just break it down to you guys. So this is what happened according to all the stuff I've been able to piece together. So there was a party at Kylie Jenner's house in Hollywood. Now. Tory Lanez, Megan Thee Stallion, and Megan Thee Stallion's friends were riding in this SUV. An argument broke out. At this point, it got contentious. Tory Lanez pulled over the SUV, tells Megan to get out. She gets out. Now, at this point, Tory Lanez or somebody 
Let's just say that somebody allegedly pulls out a gun and shoots at Megan's feet. Thus causing Megan the Stallion injury and having to go to the hospital. Now, here's the thing. When Megan the Stallion initially went to the hospital, she said she stepped on glass. Right? And the reason why she said she said that is because she was trying to protect Tory Lanez because this was during the height of the George Floyd and Black Lives Matter incident, and she didn't want to see another black man get shot by the police. So essentially protecting a black man, right? Now, keep in mind, while this is going on, Tory Lanez is actually on probation. So I don't know whether he's supposed to have a gun or not, but in this whole argument, this whole situation, a couple of things that are not being disputed. Right. A couple of things that are not being disputed is it was Tory Lanez driving the SUV. It was his SUV. It was also Tory Lanez's gun that got shot. Right. There is no debate that a gun was shot because the police found four casings at the place. So we know a gun was shot. We know it's Tory Lanez's gun. We know Megan was riding with Tory Lanez, her and her best friend. We know that. That is not up for debate. Those are the hard facts. And if you're asking me personally, that is enough to put the blame on Tory Lanez. Dead ass. Like, honestly, before we go any further, the fact that it's your car and your gun that got shot, I got to think you're comfortable. You're culpable. Like, how much to blame? That can be debated, but no, you're, you're, you're the blame. It's your gun, my guy. <laughs> A gun was shot. It was your gun. Your fault. But a lot of folks shot at me when I made this post. And I'm just going to read a few of the comments. I'm not going to get no names because I don't want anybody getting cyberbullied because you listen to the Common Knowledge Podcast. But let me give you some of the comments that I got to that original post I made. And here, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Let me find it. Yeah, there we go. One, both Kanye and Megan behavior are detrimental to black society, in my opinion. We look to celebrities as activists, and in reality, they have done nothing tangible to help black society. Now, all right, if you want to make an argument that we idolize celebrities and we shouldn't be doing that, cool, but detrimental? Like, my whole reply to this is like, what the hell did Megan do that was detrimental? She is the victim here. She got shot. <laughs> like, how? <laughs> What's detrimental about that? Like, yo. You coming back from a party, you get shot, you doing something detrimental, right? And the reply was her music, the way she makes money. The way she makes money, her dancing, the song WAP came up as a counterpoint. And to me, this is, this is, is, is a problem, man, right? Whenever black women, well, women or black women in particular market off their bodies, it's an issue. They looked at it as being less than or degrading. However, people are out here buying it, right? It's that argument about porno. Like, everybody thinks porn is disgusting, but ain't nobody watching it, but it's a billion-dollar industry. Like, <laughs> who out here watching all this porn if we all out here hating it, right? And that's the thing with Megan Thee Stallion, right, and her content for music. Also, if you think she's detrimental to the black society and she's maybe harming the kids, kids not supposed to be listening to her music. Right. And you have a choice not to listen to that music. But if somebody do chooses to listen to her music, that doesn't mean that she's being detrimental. Right. What about the news? 
What about systemic racism? Like, it's a lot of stuff that I think is more detrimental to the black society than just the music. Also, hip-hop is a billion-dollar industry, right? This is my argument I said in the previous podcast. Like, hip-hop is a billion-dollar industry. Entertainment is a trillion-dollar industry. And ain't nobody telling Quentin Tarantino to calm down the violence. But for some reason, black folks have to calm down the violence because blackness is connected to criminality. And people think that we just tend to do everything we hear. But the white supremacist going to the, to the grocery store and start killing black people is because he's mentally ill. But like black folks, <laughs> it's because we're detrimental to society because we rapping, right? And a lot of people reply to that like, what are you talking about, dog? That makes no damn sense, right? But that was one argument. Then that more from the same guy making an argument about like single black women. This was actually the comment. <laughs> this is the comment. Because I said it was a double standard, right? That he's applying to men in hip-hop versus women. And it is. Like, men in hip-hop can talk about hoes and degrading women, and we'll listen to that. But when a woman empowers herself, and accepts her sexuality, and put it out there, we call her a hoe, and we start denigrating her. So it's true. There's a double standard in hip-hop. But his reply to that was, where's the double standard? I said black society, meaning a black woman and black man. I did not co-sign dysfunctional behavior no matter the gender. I can't co-sign dysfunctional behavior no matter the gender. In my opinion, if a woman wants protection, she should get married. You can't say you independent and don't need a man and then want protection at the same time. That's hustling backwards. And, that, and my reply to that is like, look, we should be protecting black women, period. Like that, That's the issue. If we're all pro-black, about black empowerment, we got to protect all our black women. That's something the Jewish community does. That's something the white community does. That's something the Arabic community does. But when it comes to us, uh uh. <laughs> Unless you don't pass this purity test, you're not worthy of being protected. So once again, you can't say you're pro black, just pro black man, if you're not out here protecting the women. However, that was a funny comment to me like dysfunctionality. I'm like, huh? But Megan got shot. Shouldn't we be protecting her? Which led to another comment I got. And my homie said straight up, we don't believe her. We, we don't believe her. I'm like, well, well <laughs> I was like, what, what don't you believe? Like, that's an honest question. And my homie said, it was a ricochet wound, not like she was directly shot. So you saying that, I already admit she got shot. Whether she got shot by a ricochet bullet or shot directly, that's still being shot, dog. Like, it's easy for us to say, well, you didn't really got shot. You got a ricochet bullet fragment. I mean, bruh. <laughs> That's still being shot. I don't want to get hit with a hot lead ricochet fragment. So she got shot. So I can't condone the actions from whoever who shot her, which I'm leaning towards Tory Lanez. Right? Then my other homie said, it is very much disputed. The best friend was found to have gunshot residue on her person as well. And let me tell you something, guys. I looked this up. Gunshot residue tests aren't conclusive. They're not. Just look it up yourself. Like, don't believe me. Go look it up. Like, there's a lot of flaws in gun residue testing. A gun can shoot and debris can go everywhere. If somebody's in close proximity. You can get some of that on you. I'm just saying, just putting that out there. But I continue. 
the police failed to test the gun for her prints because this was initially a shot fire and possession case. Meg stayed, oh, I'm sorry, said, Meg said that Tori stood over the SUV and shot her, but didn't see her best friend. That she was fighting with, by the way. And there is an alleged witness that says that there was a woman with a gun. Now, here's the thing. That could be the case. However, when you look at Megan Thee Stallion's text records, it shows Tory Lanez apologizing for shooting. Right? Now, it could have been the friends with a gun. However, my next question is, how did the friend get the gun? It's Tory Lanez's gun. Keep that in mind. This is Tory Lane's gun. So how did the friends get the gun? How did the friends know what the gun was? Right? So Megan the Stallion's best friend who she was beefing with went to wherever the gun was at and shot it at Meg because she was beefing with him, according to Tory Lane's, because he was having sex with both of them. I I still think it's Tory Lane's fault. Even you going by that story. Like, dude, how did she get your gun? <laughs> like, seriously. Like, yo, I don't know. How that absolves you from being responsible. Maybe you shouldn't get 22 years, but you should get something if that's the case. However, there's also a story going along that Tory Lanez offered Megan and her best friend a million dollars a piece not to report this. Not gonna lie. If I'm Tory Lanez, yeah, I give you a million shit about this, especially knowing I'm on probation and I already got some other charges pending on me. Right? Yeah, because he, uh, by the way, he still got a charge pending about uh, August Isaiah when he uh, assaulted him. So if I'm Tory Lane, I got all these court battles. Then, yeah, I give you a million, which leads to my next point. This is the guy y'all defending? Like, okay, maybe Megan is lying. Maybe she is. I got to say that. But I ask myself, why would she lie about that? And why would you lie about getting shot in the foot? Like, dead ass. <laughs> That's easily verifiable. She went to the hospital. The doctor said that, look, I pulled out bullet fragments out of her foot. So she got shot. The cases also matches, matches Tory Lane's gun. So the bullets came from there. It is Tory Lane's gun. Why are you defending this guy? And that's my question, dog. Like, it's the Kyrie Irving and Kanye West thing all over again, except that same thing does not apply to black women. It just doesn't. Or women in general, but in this particular case, black women. We just don't believe women. We have been conditioned to think, hey man, you can't trust these hoes. Who are hoes? Every woman. Besides your mom. <laughs> and your grandma. Every woman that had you wasn't, wasn't a hoe, but every woman outside of that, she's a hoe, apparently. And not to be trusted. Because like when you start putting this stuff together, I'm like, yo, all this stuff is easily verifiable. Why would Meg lie about this? Like, what does Meg have to gain by putting Tory Lanez in jail and lying about getting shot in the foot? What does she have? Like, what does she have to gain? Now, contrast to that, what does Tory Lanez have to lose? 22 years in prison? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'd be fighting my ass off if I knew I was going to be in jail for 22 years. But this goes to my point, man. Look, we got to start protecting our own, right? And we got to start calling out our own. And that was my point 
when I called out Kyrie Irving and Kanye West. Like, look, when we do some stuff that's messed up, we got to call us out because it waters down our movement if we don't do it. And this was one of the things I feel like we got to call this out. And no matter what position you take on this, which I'm leaning towards, Tory Lane shot this, uh, this poor woman. That's what I'm leaning towards. Like, when you look at the evidence, that's what I'm getting to. Like, look, look, bro, you had a, um, in day five of the trial, you had a police officer testify that, look, the gun didn't misfire. Somebody had to intentionally shoot this gun. So we know somebody in that car shot Meg. Whether you want to say it's Tory Lanez or her best friend, somebody shot. And Tory Lanez needs to be held responsible because if we're going to be like responsible black men and stewards of the community, we got to ask, like, yo, why didn't you handle that situation better, dog? Why aren't you leading in that position? Like, black men are supposed to be leaders. You're supposed to be kings. Like, dog, you should de-escalate that situation. And somebody got a hold of your gun and shot it. And now you're like, hubba, hubba, hubba. I don't know what happened. Mm-mm, dog. Not a realistic standard, dog. And anybody out here defending Tory Lanez and not making him any way culpable, check yourself, dog. I don't think you're pro-black. Don't think you're pro-black. But that's the Common Knowledge Podcast. Updated weekly. Be sure to follow your boy. On all the socials, just look up DJ L Spay. Also, check out my new song, Lost Boys, available on all DSPs. And if you have any problem with what I said, man, feel free to send me a message on the Anchor app. I'd be more than happy to debate the topic with you. You guys stay up. Peace.